There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Moving right along into hour three of Thursdays. Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Streaming at MyTalk1071.com. You can also catch us on the MyTalk app. And if you're listening online or on the app, get registered with Listener Rewards because this month, which is ending tomorrow, by the way, we got cash prizes all month long. So see all the prizes and Listener Rewards on our app or at MyTalk1071.com. Go now. Go, go, go register. Thanks. Thanks, Holly. Okay. Well, a lot of people love that app. More and more people I talk to because they're not driving around like they oh, used to. yes. So many more of my friends have downloaded the app. They like the ease of it. Um, it's just kind of easy. You could take us with you on walks. You yes. can take us with doing the laundry. Yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Although I do notice a few more cars out there. Oh, totally. I am noticing more cars. Like mm-hmm. I um, was racing across town last night to try to get to tennis. Yeah. And I felt the little ping of that. Mm-hmm. This feels like get out of my to... lane. Yeah. <laughs> get out of my lane. And I haven't felt that feeling for months. Right. Yep. So that's kind of coming back. Yeah. Why are you driving 10 miles an hour? Right. Help me. All right. Okay. What do we got? I just uh, wanted to have us take a listen because it was just um, so Matthew McConaughey. So this morning watching, I think it was Jimmy. I'm it watching, was, I think so. And it was Lara bringing us mm-hmm. um, that Matthew McConaughey. Has, <laughs> That's her name, people. It's Lara. Lara, that he's written a memoir. Yes. Okay. And it's called Green Light. And because he is a rich and famous actor, Crown Publishing gave him the green light to go ahead and do this memoir that's called Green Lights. And mm-hmm. uh, listening to Matthew McConaughey describe this is about the most Matthew McConaughey thing, well, that we've heard in a long mm-hmm. time. Here we go with a big announcement. So the actor has revealed that he's kept journals his whole life and has finally decided to open them up and share his wisdom in a new book called Green Lights. And no one could describe this book the way Matthew does. So you know what? I'm just going to let him do it. Please roll. This is my sights and scenes, my nices and means, successes and failures, stories, people, places, poems, prayers, prescribes, and a whole lot of bumper stickers. It's called Green Lights because it's a story about how I have, and we all can, catch more of them in this life we're living. You see, we don't like the red and yellow lights because they take up our time, right? But when we realize that they all eventually turn green, that's when they reveal their rhyme. That's when life's a poem. And we start getting what we want and what we need at the same time. And I call that the honey hole. The honey hole. A little place called heaven on earth. (laughs) Sights and scenes, nices and means, 
McConaughey sharing that on his Instagram, explaining the book will not be a traditional memoir. Guess what? We could tell. But a quote playbook based on my adventures in my life. So let's get to those green lights, shall we? The book comes out. Okay, so this is that was so fun to listen to. I could hear it again. This yeah. is my nice needs and my. It's He's my so good. Stickers, here's the deal. This book is just going to be a bunch of random collection. collection of musings uh, that he has. He's and, kept personal notes throughout his life. Oh no, no, this is what he said, <laughs> Julia, in his Instagram because I watched it. So ever since I learned to write, I've been keeping a journal, okay? I somehow don't think you've actually, since I've been, since I learned to write, I've been keeping a journal, writing down anything that turned me on, turned me off, made me laugh, made me cry, made me question, kept me up at night. And then when he said, without a trace of irony, the honey hole... I mean, does Winnie the Pool know that, you know, Matthew McConaughey? I thought he called it something else. He said, if the that's, honey that's what it is. The honey hole, which <laughs> is also, uh, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> anyway, and then Matthew went on to explain, you know, that like the whole green light, red light. I mean, I'm just dying laughing when Casey's like, what are you laughing about? I go, let me back this up and yeah. let's listen to Matthew describe his memoir. And he's like, what the hell? Well, it's 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 going to be a playbook based on his adventures, and and it's um it's going to be it's it's, it's the laziest way it's, to do a memoir. But Lori, and he we can do could it. just take all of our notebooks from eighteen years from this show and and it, go through and just highlight, and we could do one. Okay, but we're not rich and famous, no, and no one's going to give us a book deal for that. No I know, but according to Katie Mer- Vernon, we should just do. Oh, that's right. Just do. Doesn't matter if anyone's going to buy it, but he his thing. Has always been, he says, just keep on living. And what oh, yeah. happened when he was very, he was, it was in. Uh, but doesn't he seem like a caricature of himself? Totally. He knows it. He does. Yeah. He yeah. totally knows it. And yeah. he, he's on the cover of Town and Country this month with his wife, Camilla, and their three kids and his mom. Yeah, they all live together. Yeah. The picture of him is not as hot as we want it to be. And you were worried after ever since he did Dallas Dallas Fires Club Club, that he wasn't lost too much weight and wasn't getting the hot back in his face. Mm -hmm. He's hot. Yeah, he's bad. It's just his voice and it's 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 his too. It is his attitude. It's just so fantastic. And then he wasn't naked playing bongos when he was reading that just that's wanted right, to that's right. Wanted to in his instagram he said two years ago i worked up the courage to take all those journals off into solitary confinement just to see what the hell i had and i returned with the book <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been very busy and kind of he's um, been working active. out active and no but he's been active in the covid thing yes with, he has he and his wife and kids like delivered ppe all across like rural uh, Eastern Texas, and he has a Just Keep Living um, yeah. foundation, and he was five days into shooting. This is his personal thing. His outlook on life is Just Keep Living mantra. And when he was five days into shooting, dazed and confused, in 1992, mm-hmm. he got a call that his dad had passed away. That's right. So he drove home to Houston to be with his family. He was with them for five days, and they just said, "Go back to work." The first night back, I was walking around and it hit me. My dad was no longer there, but I could still keep the spirit alive if I talked to him. So for 28 years, I haven't been able to find anything better than just keep living. Yeah. Like, son, just keep living. Keep what, doing what you're doing, you know? And I kind of think it's a good mantra right now. Just keep living. Better than the willow or the oak. <laughs>
The willow? You're either a willow or an the oak. The oak? Or my favorite. I, has already you done. are the trailer park high in the tornado. That was right. My favorite that we learned today, come as you are, but make an effort. Oh, that's right. That's the dress code for, <laughs> for the, the Emmys. Emmys. The virtual Come Emmys. as you are, but, but make, make an effort. effort. Yeah. And we <laughs> promise to do everything possible to make sure the lighting and camera is going to be good for you. Good news for Regina King. So yes. she gets nominated for the Watchmen, and um, so she's already having like a great week yes. getting the Emmy nominations. But um, did and did you guys ever see if Beale Street could talk? No, haven't. That's and she won an Oscar. Yes, she won an Oscar. Really, that's a, that's a great movie. But she had been on. I think it was Colbert, um, maybe a month ago, and she talked about that she made her directorial debut for this movie called One Night in Miami. And she was talking about it was going to the Toronto Film Festival, but she didn't know, you know, who was going to distribute it. Everything has changed. And it, Amazon Studios has uh, uh, picked it up. And what it's about, it's really interesting. Um, it's based on this play um, called One Night in Miami about a young Cassius Clay as he emerges from the Miami Beach Convention Center to become the new world heavyweight boxing champion in February of 1964. And the man who would become Muhammad Ali had just shockingly defeated Sonny Liston while crowds of people swarmed Miami Beach to celebrate the match. Cassius Clay couldn't stay on the island because of Jim Crow era segregation law, spends the night at the Hampton House Motel in one of Miami's historically black neighborhoods celebrating with three of his closest friends, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and the football star, Jim Brown. And the next morning, the four men emerged determined to define a new world for themselves and black people. So it's this, it's a true story. It really happened. And uh, I guess Regina King, like, is amazing because she's been an actor for such a long time. She's amazing. But she just, this was the first time she directed a movie and she was very enthusiastic about, like, her actors. And anyway, this is going to be a movie, you guys, that I think we're going to all want to see. Absolutely. And also, you know... That was really like the 60s and 70s would have been the heyday, would we say, of boxing days? I, everyone did them. it. I remember mm-hmm. because the kids everybody did it in the, school. Like everyone school. in the world, boxed. everybody watched yes. it. We were just in the three station thing. So anyway, uh, Amazon is totally excited about it and it will get its official debut at the Toronto Film Festival. But just like Amazon did with Greyhound. Yes. Or was it Apple who did Greyhound? Apple just Apple. did Greyhound. Um, it, you know, they're going to probably get huge because that will be a movie that will be kind of a universal appeal, both for men and women. Of course. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So it's called One Night in Miami. So that, I'm happy for her about that. And then Alicia Keys is going to put on her producing hat and she is going to um, she's producing this PBS documentary on legendary black female entertainers. It's based on historian. Ruth Feldstein's book called How It Feels to Be Free, Black Women Entertainers in the Civil Rights Movement. Civil Rights. So it's going to be Lena Horne, Nina Simone, Diane Carroll, Cicely Tyson, Pam Greer, 
just about what they did. And they've got a great director and she's going to executive produce it. So it's called American Masters, How It Feels to Be Free. I love those American Masters I shows. do, too. They're I so do, good. too. I agree. They are so good. And, of course, you know, Alicia, she's done some, you know, remember she was in The Secret Life of Bees and The Nanny Diaries? She can, she can act. She can act. Yeah, and, she so can anyway, act. But she's producing this and um, it will air. You know, we're not going to see it for a while. But anyway, I'm glad they're doing that like kind of programming we're finding out oh. about they're making plans to move forward, Julia. Yeah, I know. Now fans want to send George R. R. Martin to jail over his missed <laughs> book deadline for Game of Thrones. Oh man. He he for he, because uh, Game of Thrones are holding the novelist to his promise that if he doesn't finish the next installment of a Song of Fire and Ice by July 29th, 2020, which has already passed. Yes, it was. It he was yesterday. would go to jail. He okay. wrote last year that if he didn't have it, you have my permission to imprison me on a small cabin until I'm done. Just as I'm long as the acrid be in a the, nice neighborhood, the acrid fumes cannot screw up my old DOS word processor. So anyway, people are just like um, fans are gently calling for his imprisonment, imprisonment, because <laughs> <laughs> he's been. Um, I think he's in New Zealand. Oh, well, that must be a lovely place to be. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Listen, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, guys, let's talk about Tamar Braxton in this Dirt Alert. And she's opening up about her attempt to end her own life. And that happened earlier this month. She's claiming that years in the reality TV business and the, quote, toxic systemic bondage that dwells there almost killed her. But she says she's now on the mend and that she's speaking up. So. The story was that Tamar was rushed to a hospital July 16th after her boyfriend called 911. They were staying at a hotel room in downtown L.A. She was taken to the hospital, but she said of this pain that it's been building for 11 years and that it's eaten away at her spirit and caused her to suffer mental illness. She says over the past five years in particular that she's been overworked, underpaid, taken advantage of and betrayed by reality TV producers Tamar flat out accuses them, claiming that they, quote, filmed the damage made for monetary gain. So Tamar saying about two months ago, she wrote a letter to ETV, the network producing her new series, Get Your Life. And she asked to be freed from her contract, explained the demise she was experiencing. And she said that her cry for help was ignored. Instead, ETV pushed forward with the new series, which she says tainted her spirit and her soul. So sources close to TMZ say that the final straw for Tamar is when she viewed the first episode of Get Your Life and she felt that WeTV and their producers did everything they promised that they wouldn't. Oh, well, no. that that's what, yeah. Wow. She was so distraught over that. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
that. Yeah. And she is an experience. I mean, because she was in Braxton Family Values. You know, she was on Celebrity Brothers. She and her husband, Tamar and Vince, had a reality show. Then she was on The Real. Yeah. I mean, she's got experience. I mean, she's a singer, but she does have experience in that whole she was on Hip Hop Squares, I feel like. I mean, she she's a, a well, she's a reality TV yes, professional. Yeah, and yeah. she knows what she's talking about concerning the production of wow. these shows. So she said of all of this that, quote, it was witnessing the death of a woman I knew that discouraged my oh. will to fight. I felt like I was no longer living. I was oh. existing for the purpose of corporations gain. And that killed me. But she oh. does say she's feeling like she's on the med amend and that her spirits are up after this episode. I mean, that's pretty bad. She gets, I would she gets say to the so. point where she wanted to take her life. I feel like there's other things going on besides the bad evils of reality TV producers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, her sister, Tony Bra- Braxton, posted on Instagram today a picture of herself with all of her sisters saying, family is everything. Yeah. So that's her statement right, today. Well, Let- it sounds like it's a good idea that they're not that show is done. Well, you it's know, not done. It's not oh, it done. No, it's it's been moved to September. Oh. But, but we'll see. Honestly, I think after this letter being published, whether or not WeTV will actually want to move forward with showing this, or if they go back to editing it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, how could you show something that? Well, they don't have yeah, her on camera trying to take her life. No, I understand. Yeah. But that it caused but her it, that, much, that pain. much pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get your Let's point, see. Julia. I don't know if we I TV. don't know. That would be, that would bug me. Yeah. Let's go back to a story that we talked about in the Dirt Alert update at the top of the four o'clock hour. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, according to page six sources, have been living separate lives. Well, now another story adding to that saying they've been living apart for a whole year. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know... Does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. No. No. So adding on to the fact that sources at page six. Now, the sources at page six saying that Kim and Kanye, while they're not looking to get a divorce, are living separate lives. So what do you guys think of that? Well, I guess they're trying to figure out how to uncouple. Yeah. I think so. I I really think they're on two separate paths. It never has seemed... Remember when she was pregnant and he went to Paris for four months? Yep. The last... And he dressed uh, her up and made her wear certain... I feel like she played... I feel like she played along with him as long as she could. Uh, Just to make him happy. She might want to call Demi Moore, who gave a radio interview about how she realizes a woman who's been married three times, because Kanye is, you know, her third or fourth husband, whatever it is, that Demi Moore said, I changed who I was for every one of the guys. And I That's kinda, right. In her book, she said that. She said that. Yeah. And she, she said that in her book. And yeah. I, I feel like Kim, I mean, all those ladies have all have disaster. I mean, even Chris Jenner. I mean, if you were to believe Caitlyn Jenner, he was like, he was honest with her and said, I want to be a woman. Oh, let's get married anyway. You're going to be a great stepfather I'll and I'm going to manage your career. Right. I mean, you know, Chloe and her whole thing and Kim and her, she fake married Chris Humphrey. She pretended to be in love. I mean, they've just done so much fakery and now she's got four kids, four little yep. kids. I don't think these two are... Um, they probably never really lived together that much because they always seem to be apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably some truth to that. Yeah. That and it, it worked. Like 
It like worked a lot for of them. Yeah, it worked for them. The arrangement worked for them. But now that, you know, people are asking questions yeah. about whether or not they're living together, if we weren't in the times that we find mm. ourselves in, perhaps people just wouldn't be asking those questions. Yeah. And I mean, some people were yelling at uh, about that, like headlines that are saying that Kim feels like she's trapped in the marriage and Kanye. But I mean, not trapped like maybe a regular person who would be hemmed in by financial no, but worries and stuff, but she still is. She's always he's the father of, of those her kids forever, her whole life. And also he's mm. not willing to deal with his mental illness. Yeah. So that you're trapped. You're trapped because you're at the mercy of whatever in that. Way. And I think she mm-hmm. just wants him to just calm down and stop the insanity, if you will. And I know that's yeah. bad to say, but that right. was a Susan Power quote. Right. <laughs> Never stop the insanity. Oh my gosh, that's Never a throwback. Yelling at you. She was on our show. Oh, really? Lori and I, oh, he screamed at us. She talks so loud and so fast, and we just had a headache. We Joyce couldn't even put, get, get an a award out of Joyce. And she we just got on and started <laughs> screaming at us. All these, like, you know, Suzanne Powerisms thing, and 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 she. I don't think she realized how bad it came off on the radio. Like it came off okay on TV, I think. Oh, so I just laid down on the you know our crappy you, floor in here. He, Lori just <laughs> laughing. is like, I've got a headache. Oh, I can't do this anymore. Holding my head. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah no, that was. And you know what? I feel like after she was on our show, she faded out completely. We yeah. got her at the very the end. end of her career. <laughs> well. She was already on the downslide, Lori, mm. but it just, she was always kind of interesting, but anyway. it was too much. Yeah, oh that's interesting. Stop the insanity. Yes. That All they've right. lived apart so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to a project that's being developed in Hollywood. So in the last segment, we were talking about Regina King's movie about the true life story of Cassius Clay and a meeting of Jim Brown, uh, Malcolm, all these people in Miami. Well, this is a hot property in Hollywood, and I think we're going to be very interested about this movie. It's called Scandalous, and it's going to star Jeremy Pope. He was nominated for the series Hollywood. If you saw him, you'll remember him. And he's going to play Sammy Davis Jr., and this is a drama about the love affair between Sammy Davis Jr. and Kim Novak. So this is going to be directed by Janet Mock. She's directed Hollywood and Pose, and this is going to tell that story because back in the day, this was an interracial love affair and all of the trials and tribulations that these two had trying to have a relationship at this time. I think we did a vintage scandal we about did. these we two because the studio, like, yep. I mean, it, they like, I feel like hitmen were involved. And I mean, it was just, again, another project that needs to be seen, needs to be heard because it wasn't that long ago that this was happening. Right. That's right. All that stuff is still happening under the surface, I feel like. So yep. hopefully cool. we'll see that soon. All right. Very good. Listen, Thanks, we come Holly. back. Uh, we got We got some theories, everybody. Just tell them your theory, Lauren. My theory is they are truly evil geniuses over there at Bravo in the editing of all these housewives. <laughs> that is just that's theory. the truth. Yeah, that that is can. so the truth. Uh, I uh, also um, do you have one? Well, you I do. I know. I have a theory. I, I selected this theory with you in mind, Julia. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. And it was uh, this 
information, just so you know, the study was published in the journal that's one of my least favorite. It's called Child Development. Oh, I can't even believe you (laughs) subscribe to that, Laura. Well, Julia, there's little nuggets in there that we can use here for the program. Okay. um, uh, So the study was, because this thing, this thing, we'll see if you can guess what it is. It used to be a, a staple of home entertainment maybe the digital age put put it aside maybe people families who would do this project together a few you know 20 years ago 30 years ago 40 that now they don't do this activity anymore because of the screen time but then they kind of came back in vogue i got you one of i got you one of the hardest ones you've ever done oh the puzzles the jigsaw puzzles that's right. I needed that puzzle, but it was because I needed really good lighting for it. And you got it was the dog days kind of of March. That's right. But jigsaw puzzles were something that the whole family used to do. Oh, <laughs> go around. Love. Uh, yes. Because we just had just sit around and do nothing. Do it. It's mindless. OK, here's a, here's maybe uh, I'll give you a reason for doing jigsaw puzzles with your kids, because Children don't fully understand how to complete jigsaw puzzles until they've reached a certain developmental level. So puzzles are a simple way for parents to make sure their young kids are on track developmentally. Do you know how many puzzles we did? Do you know how many puzzles? <laughs> I don't know. I can't many. even tell you. I still have the firefighter one up at the cabin. I mean, I all we do is puzzles. Well, they love puzzles. The researchers, this was from um I don't a, know if this is helping them. Well, no, but what they said they were really surprised that there's not a lot of research on jigsaw puzzle because it's commonly assumed and understood in many different ways of teaching and working with kids. Jigsaw puzzles are good educational toys, if you will, for mm-hmm. kids. You know, it's like a thing. Kids can learn how to spell or they learn their colors. Right. Or they learn all those things. So Space. A traditional one. So they just said, you know, listen, you should, uh, if you've got worries about that, you know, kids have represent representational understanding. And if you think that they're not at that understanding, anyway, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to read any more than that. That's enough. It's it's between the ages of like three and six that you can really and they just and they and to be honest, if you get really small ones, they just love it. And, and then once they figure it out, they love doing they love it, it still. And it lays a vital foundation. This will be my other piece that I extrapolate from this for learning to draw and paint. It gets kids interested in that. Because you're looking at pictures, you're putting together pictures, mm-hmm. and you're figuring out different parts of it. And I feel like people bought jigsaw puzzles again. It became oh no, back it's a been thing. huge. Lori, mm-hmm. they were sold yeah. out everywhere. Okay, they were. I, my jigsaw puzzle loaning thing. If my friends are listening, oh, did you um, have I think that? you're like overdue. A library of I have a library of books, mm-hmm. and I have puzzles. We're talking to you. No, yeah. I can't even tell you. <laughs> yeah. But I, my people, the puzzle people, you need to return. Yeah, they forget. Yeah. Did and we, puzzles are expensive. Yeah, they you know, are. they're it's a good thing to share. It's a good thing to keep. Yeah, it because really you is. Do them again. See, I've never been I a puzzle don't, person. All right, I've done. You know, the one that drove me crazy. Finally, um, Downton Abbey when the movie came out, mm-hmm. they sent us a puzzle, and I was so excited. I brought it to the cabin, but I lost the box somehow. Somehow, in you know, 
Somehow the box. So what the picture is supposed to look like oh. is gone. Oh no! Oh, you have no idea. It's a good thousand piece, sir. Oh. And, and I and I would and I have these puzzle savers. My mother in law had bought me these puzzle savers that I love. You don't roll them up. You just they're these flat cardboard things with a lip that just slide under a dresser or a bed. And I've been saving it and saving it and saving it. And finally, you would finish it one day. Well, I've been working hard on it. And it's all black at the bottom. If you look at the cover of Downton Abbey, it, it's that. But oh I mean, it finally, I just said, screw it. I did. Mm-hmm. I just said, screw it and scrumpled it all up and I threw it all away. I was so pissed. I just threw it all. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it was no, I, just, I mean, I'm talking six months at least, but not, I don't go to there that often, but it's at the cabin. And I just was kind of like, oh, I can't even see the black anymore. I can't. It was all black. It was all done. If you look at the picture, it's just maddening. But okay. anyway, don't lose the box. You need... You need a guide of some sort. It is helpful in some way. All right. Well, I have another study theory for you. And that is like, do you find like, do you guys like if you are maybe looking at Pinterest or you're deciding that you're wanting to travel in your mind, looking online at stuff, do you are you drawn a lot to blue, like to beach places or my favorite thing in artwork is landscapes, blue water. Water. Okay, so if you picture a favorite place or a getaway, or if you do think of like beaches, um, a new study, uh, this from Barcelona Institute, that um, blue spaces cure the blue. Walking along a beach improves your mood and well-being. Walking by a lake or any of this, it really is working, you guys. We are not full of it when we feel like it makes us feel better. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Blue space is good for the mind and the body. And um, so we're yeah, lucky it, we have a lot of lakes right here in the city that people walk around. It's, it is Because we always talk about the green space, but, but they blue. said it's being by the water it's, is also very. And when you go up like to Duluth. So blue. And but just you can see it forever. You feel like you're at an ocean because yeah. you can't see the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just. It's very good for us. Waters. Mm-hmm. Very, very mm-hmm. good. Uh, let's see. I think that's why people like their lakes so much, Lori. Yes. I mean, you get to escape, you get to go to water, and you're surrounded by green. Yeah. You know, by the woods. It's yeah. a happy place. Mm-hmm. No stress. Here's a theory. Who do you think is more likely to believe in COVID-19 conspiracy theories, men or women? Men. Yeah. Bingo. Mm-hmm. This is research mm-hmm. from the University of Delaware. They said men are more likely than women to endorse and spread uh, COVID-19 conspiracy theories. Um, uh, And they said uh, the study backs up the notion that sometimes politics is involved in the uh, conspiracy theories, uh, sometimes not. But in this one, um, yeah, they're finding that it's politics, it's conspiracy, and it's gender trumps. Isn't that... Isn't that the political belief? Right. Sorry to use that bad pun, but um, the past five years or so, there's been really a lot of conspiracy there's theories been out so there because mm-hmm. we there's just it's like all of it's happening yep. and the deep all of that. But it's interesting that guys are um, more prone to that, but not really makes sense. I've heard it from both sides. No, this is... But yeah, but this makes sense to me 100%. And I want to say why it makes sense is why? because 
3,000 people were in this. I got a theory. I don't know. What's your theory behind it? Holly, you got one? Uh, You know, honestly, no, but I suppose it's just, it's. It was natural that we all said men first. Mm -hmm. Think That's the theory. (laughs) It felt natural. It felt 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 like the right answer. I. Here's what the research said. As far as why guys believe coronavirus conspiracies more than women, the research team pointed to two things. The first is learned helplessness or the feeling that everything is out of one's control. With and guys? guys? You just, wow. Guys don't like feeling in... It's like, you know, like whenever anyone says to you, oh, you need to talk to a guy about a problem. Oh, sure. It's how you kind of approach it because they want to be able to fix it. And so perhaps they, they're not comfortable in the ambiguity, the of helplessness, the, uh, yeah. the unknown. And the second factor is what they call conspiratorial thinking or the tendency to automatically view major events, political occurrences or problems as a larger plot. And so guys really do not like feeling out of control of a situation, yeah. which there couldn't be anything more out of control than this. Right. Is how it feels. So anyway, it's just that guys are really feeling this more at this moment. And that's what's influencing and driving the COVID right. conspiracy. There you go. There I we actually, go. I actually did something helpful. You know, Helpful, and I read it all the way through, and it was published in Politics and Gender. And I was, by the way, and I read it all the way through so we didn't have to make up the ending. That's always helpful. Thank you. Always helpful. All All right, right. listen, we'll be right back with the rest of the stories. Oh, Kelly, I miss your Kelly Oki. She's on summer hiatus. Is she on a little break? Yeah, it's, going back to our theory about why guys are more likely to be uh, believers in COVID-19 conspiracy because mm-hmm. they're not used to feeling helpless. And I said, off the air, I said, you guys, as women, we feel more helpless on a more regular basis for ver- a variety of reasons under many things. So we're more adaptable Able to, to the facts. Yeah. yeah, right. There you go. There I you think go. that makes 100%. All right. I've got, a, I've got a question for you guys. And you might know this, Holly. Okay, so... Um, the question is, which one of these, um, towns changed their name in 2005, okay, to take on the name of a commercial business, okay? Verizon, Mm -hmm. Colorado, they changed their name to that. Dish, Texas, Comcast, Virginia, or DirecTV, Oklahoma. Comcast. Okay. What's Holly? I'm going with the first one. Verizon Colorado. All right. So you guys are both wrong. Okay. (laughs) I want you to know I did get it right because I play trivia today.com every day. So what it was is Dish is a town in Denton County, Texas. You know, the Dish TV thing. In November 20, um, 2005, the community accepted an offer to rename itself Dish in all capital letters as part of a commercial agreement with the satellite television company. In exchange in exchange for renaming their town to Dish, all 125 residents in the town... Got Dish stock? Formerly known as Clark, oh. received free basic television service for 10 years, a free DVR from Dish Network. There was no formal... No one opposed using the name Clark mm-hmm. or anything. 
Too bad they didn't Too get like, they didn't lifetime. Get, that's what I'm thinking. That's what lifetime. I would have uh-huh. Because that crab's expensive. That would have been so nice because it's already expired. Right. So Dish, Texas is the name of a place, all caps. Like yeah, you Dish. know that the town of Dish is mad at the the person who negotiated that bad deal. deal. Bad deal. All the way Very bad. Yeah. Because there's only... Just FYI, future naming rights and ask for things in perpetuity. Right. Well, that's like one of the things because the Timberwolves organization is up for sale and one of the things in the contract of buying the timber walls if you have to stay here till 2035 mm-hmm. or you have to pay 50 million dollars to move yeah and that's in the contract yeah so that was less you know that's a good mm-hmm. more you know that's a lot more years right who's, who's gonna buy the timber rolls? not that i really care but i just feel like i don't it's know polite to ask. i peek oh, at God. the sports page because sports i have i don't know yeah i haven't asked anyone yet all right. I I haven't. Um, all right. So we're going to try to play this. Okay. Or we could. You can go look at it on the Lori and Julia show page. But remember when that thing came out? Laurel and Yanni. Yeah. Donnie played that for us yep. over and over. Because that one had really clear sound. Sound, that one. And that's where some people what do you hear? Laurel. Some people saw Yanni. They had that dress. dress. Do you see gold or do you see the blue? blue? I can't. Was it gold or blue? Or I green? think so. I can't remember. And now this is the latest kind of weird thing. Do you hear it saying, what are our choices? So you either hear it say green needle or brainstorm. So here's the exercise that I want you can to do. Can we look at this? Right. Yeah, at you, this so, so you can look at this online because right. it's fun. So if you go to the Lori and Julia show links page at mytalk1071. But here's what I want both of you guys to do. And anyone okay. listening at home, choose either the word green needle or brainstorm. So I want Lori to think of the word brainstorm. Okay. And Julia, you think of the word green needle. Okay. And then I'm going to play this. And then after, each of you tell me what you hear. Okay. Okay, I heard what I heard the first time. I Which heard was? green needle. So did I. Oh, you both heard green I needle. I totally heard it. And you told me to, li- Lori, to listen to Brainstorm, but I heard green needle the first it, time. A scary and, voice, too. Mm-hmm. It's from a Ben 10 action figure. So Ben 10's a cartoon. That's why okay. it sounds kind of whatever. But I heard Brainstorm when I just heard. Really? Yes, when I just played that video. But I was thinking of the word Brainstorm. But then you when I play. You told me to think But that. that's why. Yeah, but then. When I play it the next time and I think that the word green needle, it plays green needle. Okay, play it one more time. Okay. All right. I'm well, going to think brainstorm. All yeah. right. Hold on a second. Um, here we go. Replaying. I literally heard, I heard brainstorm. brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard green needle that oh time. Oh, my gosh. No okay. way. Okay. Okay, that is really weird. You have to listen to it twice then. Oh, my word. Okay. That's... Is this like some TikTok thing? Yes, it's yes. a TikTok it's thing. It's random and weird, but I mean, literally, Wait. that is freaky. Yeah, so go to the Lori and Julia oh show links today gosh. and then try it on yourself because... What happens every time I think of the word, then I hear the word, but it changes. Yeah, That is so weird. I like that one. Because I distinctly, we heard what we heard. Like it was, yeah, boy, that's weird. That's weird. Okay, that's something to do tonight. (laughs) Yay! Yay! Everybody, go home. You're going to have fun. You're going to have fun. Can I just uh, tell you how I got my new Vanity Fair with... um, Who's on the cover? 
um, Viola Davis. Oh, that's right. It's the they're calling it the Jugus issue, the Jugus July and August. Oh, okay. Jugus issue. That's the new combined. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a just made me think of it because Holly had posted uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know what she's on the cover of, but man, she looks like a million bucks in that. Um, jumpsuit. She was just at a private party. Oh. That's where those photographs are. Oh from. my she gosh, it's fabulous. Looks lovely. So I get my new Vanity Fair. I'm all excited because the cover story is Viola Davis. I'm going to bring that magazine in tomorrow and show you ladies this magazine because Viola Davis is a very dark black woman. Yes. The magazine is navy, dark navy cover her back is to the camera and she's just kind of looking over her hair and she's in like a dark blue dress. You literally can't see anything. Well, they said that they wish someone said that they should have picked the picture that was inside and put it on the cover. I'd already heard about this. Yeah, I was. I mean, I can't I do not like that editor at Vanity Fair. She can go right up there with my Madonna and Justin Timberlake. I have not been happy with Radhika Jones. And I don't know what she's thinking. Having this photo that you can't I'll bring it in. I'll just see if. It would pass your magazine all editor. Right. Well, because we, I, you've had a problem with all well, of the new Vanity Fair covers for the last two we years. Want, we need new stand sales. If I'm the magazine publisher, I'm trying to sell my magazine. Remember that Vanity Fair Oscar cover from this year? You guys, I remember. Terrible. It, had, it was brown, I remember. Goodbye. We'll be <laughs> Goodbye. back tomorrow. <laughs> Job done. Off you go. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton. Motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.